Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is May 2nd, 2022, better known as Teacher Appreciation Week. <laughs> is that even real? Like, is it everywhere or is it just here? No, there? man, that is worldwide. It is a national holiday. National. On the calendar. International, probably. International. Okay. Everybody celebrates that. Teachers, firefighters, police officers. We all, everyone gets a week. Everybody gets a little something. You get a week. You, you get, get a week. week. You get a week. It's you not even just days anymore. It's a whole week. <laughs> it's a whole month. Everything usually. gets a week. <laughs> Next is going to be whole years and then decades. Well, you know, there are those people that so, usually it's women that celebrate their birthday month, not yeah. just their birthdays. Yeah. Like you people are extra. You it's women, too much. You women love your holidays and celebrations I mean, and pomp and circumstance, true. man. We just love making you men miserable with them. Hey, you're, you're really good at it. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to lie, man. Mm-hmm. Y'all are fantastic It's just that. that occasional moment of panic that we just love to watch. Hey, do you know what day is coming up? I know. Before the headlights? you were like, it's Mother's Day coming up. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> Crap. I even circle it on our calendar. I know, and I've got it. I feel like it. I need to like highlight it, draw an arrow, <laughs> something. <laughs> it pops up on my to-do list and you push it forward i've got all kinds of stuff to remind <laughs> me of these things but still it's like i still try to block it out mm-hmm. that's okay. just one thing after another man never oh, ending no. all right speaking of a whole month of celebration this is our draft podcast what do we do we are going to talk about it what did the bucks do we're going to cover what everybody in the nfc south did we're going to dive deep into this mess Yay! How about that? Exciting. I know. And we got new players. You could just kind of feel the buzz, um, mm-hmm. except for that first night, and that kind of crashed and burned. <laughs> How horrible was that? <laughs> you even stayed up late. You had me wake you up. Yeah. Well, uh, we were supposed to pick. Yes, and so I woke you up and brought you out, and you laid down on the couch, and you sat there, and you looked at the TV, and you went, did they trade the pick because Jacksonville's up next? And I looked, I was like, what? They did. I mean, when I came out, we were still on the ticker. Mm-hmm. And then I it was like enough time for me to lay down, look at the TV, and then we're gone. Yeah. It was just... I, just, I feel bad for the people who went to the draft party oh my at gosh. the stadium. Yeah. Like, one, I hope they didn't charge for that. I don't think they did. Although the refreshments and all that, they probably charged for, which is cost you an arm and a leg. Yeah. So... so yeah, just waiting all night, and then right in the in the, in the they didn't even announce that we traded. They just it was Jacksonville up next just all of a gone. sudden, and we were like, "What in the world's going on?" But the good thing of it is, is we got to pick first the following day. So, that, but then that made I it didn't easy. trust them not to trade that. Well, they got a lot of calls apparently, mm-hmm. but according to Jason, like they they were fielding calls, but they had they had one guy left on their board of the five that they really wanted. And so they were like, well, no, we're not going to trade it because they didn't want to take the risk of losing him. And that person was our number one pick in the second round. And we'll get to that in just a second. But first, 
I got some fact checks and follow-ups. Uh, follow-up, I guess you could call this a fact check, I don't know. Uh, retirement age is 67 for those born after 1960, which does include me and you okay. so far. Don't know oh, if they're going to so adjust it again. all lumped into the same. Right. Right now, it's 1960 and later is 67. Okay. Started off at so. 65. 1937, if you were born in 1937 and prior, it was 65. My grandmother got into that. Never worked a day in her life. Never learned how to read. Never learned how to drive. Never uh, had a job. But she collected Social Security. And got to retire. Yeah, got to retire. That. Didn't have... <laughs> Because that's how they did it when they implemented Social Security. They were just they just retroed everybody that was before 1937 just automatically got it, and she automatically got it. So very strange. Uh, follow up. Speaking of the draft, I had said that Brashard Breland was the last player that I fell in love with in the draft. That was in 2014. I was incorrect. It was Brandon Sheriff. He was the fifth overall pick in the 2015 draft. Now, that's the year we got Jameis Winston. We were first mm-hmm. picking the draft. And we I wanted us. We weren't taking him first. Oh, I wanted him. Sure. I wanted him so bad. I don't know. You probably don't remember, but. I don't. Uh, I, I knew there was no way. We, I mean, we needed a quarterback, so we were going to get a quarterback. But I was like, man, it'd be nice if we traded and got a whole bunch of picks. and Because, I mean, first-round pick, I mean, you can get or first overall pick of the draft you can get a boatload of picks mm-hmm. and we ended up getting james winston and sheriff went to the the redskins i refused if i'm going to say anything i'm going to say the commies yeah that's what i'm calling them but at the time they were the redskins so that's what i'm going to call them uh went to the redskins and you know he's been a, he was a pro bowler uh went to five pro bowls and won first team all pro in 2020 he's with the jaguars now really yes He's a defensive lineman? Offensive, offensive lineman. lineman. Yeah. I knew he's some kind of lineman. Right guard. Okay. I think he played tackle in college. I can't remember, but I really wanted him. And then after that, I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. They never pick who I want. And again, they didn't do it this year, too. You know, I wanted to get the Perrion Winfrey. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. <clears throat> but, yeah, so anyhow, my last – player I really wanted was 2015 past six years I've been like I ain't even going to pay attention to none of it I'm done with it (laughs) (laughs) and they've done good as long as I don't pay attention to it it feels like they do yeah no kidding well like I think if you have no expectations you can't be disappointed exactly yes Uh, so let me see a little bit of news here Brady's contract and cap space was kind of uh, Benagled. Yes, we saw, we talked about it, but we didn't have really details on it. We got some details now. Uh, it's not much different in his pay. Uh, he was due a free agent. This is according to Greg Allman. He was due to be a free agent next spring, still is. It has a, this contract has a no tag, no tag clause. So did the previous ones. And uh, he's had that in his contract for quite a while. Uh, let me see. Brady made $29.4 million last year, counting incentives. He was due to make $25.4 million this year with another $4.5 million in incentives. 
And the Bucks reworked the deal to make it thirty million for the year. Uh, Brady has I feel fifteen. Like that's super reasonable for the goat. Oh, I mean, I you're know. paying idiots like Deshaun Watson like forty some million <laughs> in a year. Like, why would you? Yeah, Matt Ryan forty million, right? Yeah. Uh, Brady has the fifteen million deferred bonus from last year, plus one point twelve million veteran minimum cap base salary, plus thirteen point eight million roster bonus. Uh, for the cap purposes split over this year and four voidable years. Now Brady's voidable years and cap savings will create a considerable dead money under the 2023 salary cap for the books. $35.1 million right Ooh. now as oh. it stands. I mean, a lot of that they might make up for with the increase in the calorie, calorie, salary cap yeah. next year, but still. Probably. That's, yeah. a, that's a big dead cap impact. Especially when we normally don't carry a lot of dead cap hits. Yes. Uh, if he retires or signs an extension before March of next year, then that uh, dead cap money can be split between 2023 and 2024. So we shall see. Just want to keep everybody up to date on that. We had talked about it, but we did not have the details as of yet. Uh, the Bucks have picked up uh, Devin White's fifth-round option on his contract. Interesting thing I found out about this, didn't know it previously, is apparently you only get a fifth-round option on first-round draft picks. Okay. Did not know that. So because we traded down into the second round, our draft pick, we will not have a fifth-round option on him in, the, in his oh, contract. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh. The Buccaneers has have limited season passes available on Buccaneers.com. Now it's a very it's very strange how they're doing it. You have to fill out a form to apply, and you have to commit two years. We had talked about that, um, but you don't you can't just like automatically do it on the website. You have to fill out a form, and then they're going to call you back. Oh, yeah. So it's a it's limited season passes. As of this moment, yeah. So it's like people who are only really serious about it. Right. Buccaneers cheerleading squad has been announced. Woohoo! Uh, yes. Ralph's favorite part of the year. I watched them all. <laughs> it looks like we got a good crew. Interesting, though, we got 22 cheerleaders. Four of them are men this year. Okay. Yeah. We're, um, we're, we're bumping it up, man. We are leaders in... The diversity stuff, you know, it's like if, if it used to be a girl stuff, it's guy stuff now. If it used to be guy stuff, it's girl stuff now. It's just, you know, we four blackhead coaches. We are just crushing it. We're crushing it. We got Jamal DeVardafar. Yes. You know, Merrill. Merrill. Like you're putting a J in there. There's no J in there. I don't know. It's a lot, <laughs> a lot going on with that name. Merrill, she's, you know, head coaching of. Uh, health and human services or whatever it is <laughs> you know so she's way up there we've got uh our assistant offensive line coach female no defensive line defensive line coach so you know i mean we're just killing it we got to get an award for this i know they'll probably make one yeah four male cheerleaders though awesome well you know 
there are there are squads with like especially in college you know like george bush was a male cheerleader and they weren't i mean they were like solid yeah dudes because they had to pick those girls up and throw them and yeah they don't do that with these oh no it's just dancing i'd be cool with that like that's fun seeing people flipping around oh my god when they fall if i could dance i'd be out there (laughs) hanging out with the cheerleaders all day I'm going to send you down to auditions next year. <laughs> we get a full year to work on it. <laughs> Have you ever seen me dance? <laughs> uh, get a whole routine. Come on, you got a year to practice. Uh, it would take me longer than a year. <laughs> Good Lord. I want to see you trying to get your leg up. Although, like Ralph know, can't even touch his toes. No, I haven't been able to touch my toes like in barely. 30 years. Can you touch your shins? Yeah, I can touch my shins all day. Got like the shin thing down. down. Right under the knee. <laughs> That's part of the shin. You do but, have long legs, though, in your defense. Yes, we'll use that. Uh, but, you know, I've watched these cheerleaders for years, right? And, you know, I ain't gonna lie. I'm not really impressed with their athleticism. <laughs> uh, you know, all the cheerleaders across the, the league, you know, it's really... Uh, it's just choreographed dancing. It's not. It's not like real They're intense. They're eye candy. Like yes. let's stop talking. Let's right. stop acting like it's about the sport or athletics right. or whatever. It's not. Right, and it shouldn't be. It should be completely eye candy. If you ask me, got a lot of respect for them girls. <laughs> what I do? Okay, getting into the draft. John Spitek did a press conference after the draft. He had some interesting things to say. One of the things he talked about was what they were looking for in the draft. And I really like this. He said they were looking for guys, Buccaneer guys, guys that fit their what they're trying to do there. And one of the things he said, actually really the only thing he said, was they're looking for guys who work to finish plays, uh, guys that compete that he said strains to finish plays. He used that phrase. Never heard that phrase before, but it, I like it. You know, because that's, that's what I like. I like to see guys that, you know, they play through the whistle and maybe a little bit afterwards. And that was one of our big criticisms of mm-hmm. Dirk Cutter's team. Yes. Especially on the line, you know, guys like Donovan mm-hmm. did not play through the whistle. And so that's what we wanted to see. And since BA has been here, I don't think we've really had that problem. Right. So that's apparently something that they really push. Uh, he was talking in reference to the tight ends when he was saying that, but he, it was a, it was a general character that they're looking for in everybody. Uh, one of the funny things he he every player he talked about, he said he's a great kid. That's how he started off. He's a great kid. He must have said it fifty times during this press conference. He even made a joke about it. He said, "I know y'all are going to get sick of hearing it, but yeah, he's a great kid." That's, That's funny. We should look into all the articles about this press conference and search for he's a great kid. He's a great and kid. See how many of them quoted that part. <laughs> uh, on the cornerback that we drafted, we'll get to him in a second. They said they were mostly interested in him being a gunner on special teams. Uh, they were looking at his speed, and apparently they told him to hit a certain speed at the on the forty. In the combine, and he did, so they drafted him. <laughs> okay. And he said, eventually, maybe he'll be a starter on defense. So I found that interesting. Well, I think it goes to show that they're forward-looking. They're looking at guys that they can develop, which I think it's also been a theme 
through the last few years with this BA's coaching staff. Yes. Um, and we saw like the guys last year that they drafted in the later rounds. They've made uh, kind of a splash on special teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Grant and uh, KJ Britt. Grant Stewart and Britt. Mm-hmm. So that that was interesting. You know, it's neat to see what they're looking for. You know, not they're not particularly looking for talent as much as they were character. You know, guys that play hard, compete, play through. It, that's great. That's what I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this team. They're just awesome. So we, let's get to the draft and the players that we picked. We ended up picking – we got eight drafted players. Okay. And then we started off with, what, six? And then we did some trading. Uh, ended up with eight draft picks. I think we had – no, yeah, I think you're right. Six. Yeah, I think it was six. Yeah. So we picked up two extra ones. Did not have a player in the first round draft. We traded with Jacksonville and ended up getting, oh, my goodness, what was it? Uh, didn't we get a fourth round? Yes, we got a fourth round pick and a fifth round pick and mm-hmm. moved down to 33rd from 27th. So we got their 33rd pick in the second round and mm-hmm. then two extra picks, which was great because it gave us – picks in every round after that because we were missing picks in rounds five and six previously and those you know those can be pretty good money rounds and then we ended up getting three undrafted players afterwards Ooh, okay. we signed them. We get? we'll talk about that in a second <clears throat> calm down calm your horses okay <laughs> all right so our first pick was logan hall defensive end from houston uh, he's a huge guy, lengthwise, six foot six. Whoa! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, six foot six. Uh, I think he's right two ninety. So he's got to he's got to put some weight on him. I mean, that's that's okay. lanky. So he's kind of like a Golson mm-hmm. stature, probably. Yes. Yes. Uh, Spy Tech was asked about that. So I think it was Spy Tech. Might have been like. And they they were like, who could you compare him to? And he was like, oh, Golston, you know, body wise. <laughs> but he said, he said, and no knock to Golston, but uh, Logan's much more athletic. Okay. <laughs> so, and you know, he's going to have to put on some weight because you know these offensive linemen in the NFL are just so much bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, they they come to the NFL and they just eat and eat and eat, and you know, they blow up. Yeah, he really needs to see probably Sue. Well, not on the roster yet. Uh. Or TB12. Yes. Oh, but, they'll, get him, they'll get him squared away. Yeah, they'll get him bulked up. Yeah. Well, look at Golston. Golston was skinny when he came in. He's huge now. Okay. Uh, second round pick, uh, 57th. Pick 25 in the second round. Uh, we ended up going with a guard. Luke this, Godkey from Michigan. This one surprised me. I did not expect an offensive lineman, especially yeah. this high up. Yeah, me neither. But they really, really like him because he's very tough. Uh, they said that his his hobby is lifting weights. <laughs> he said everything else is football, and his hobby is lifting weights. Okay. They're like, this guy is just consumed with football. And watching his his press conference, Scott Keys, it was funny because you really got the impression that you know, he was just, he was very focused on just, like, 
like being tough and playing. And he said, you know, he said he likes to be tough. He doesn't like to let the defense mess around with his guys and all that good stuff. But they asked him about Ali Marpet, and they were like, so how much has Ali Marpet, you know, influenced you or motivated you because they both come from small schools or smaller schools? You know, Michigan's not, or Central Michigan's not too small of a school. But uh, he said, uh, I like the guy from Washington and no, the, no, the Colts and the guy from the Dallas Cowboys lineman. He named them, but I can't remember who they were. He might not have named a Colts by, but you could tell. I think he had no idea who Ali Marpet was. Well, what a dumb question! <laughs> it was a like, dumb what question. is he supposed to do? Go memorize, watch tape from every starting guard in right, the league in right. case he got drafted by that team. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing with these reporters, man. They ask top-notch questions. Yeah. Everything you want to know answered. We actually traded up three spots to get him. Yeah, got him from for Buffalo. The Bills. Mm-hmm. So we must have really liked him. Yeah. And so they're saying that he's going to compete for the guard job? I don't know. You know, They said that it's very rare if you get an offensive lineman that can come in and play automatically. They got lucky with Tristan Wirfs last year. Uh, but it's just rare, and, and you generally don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I think it was like that said that. So he might be, you know, behind standing these guys for a year. We'll I'm see. Fine with that, right? Unless he gets out there and just starts killing it, training camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Buccaneers site is saying you pronounce his name Gediki. 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 Yeah, I'll remember that one. <laughs> it's gonna, a lot of E's in there. Got to come up with a nickname for him. Uh, there's something He said something about eating glass, too. Somebody did with him. Oh so. I like that. That's what you want in your offensive lineman. Yeah, know? for sure. It's tough, mean, vicious. He'll fit in with Jensen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Worfs needs to get a little bit more of that. Yeah. Okay, some guys are just never going to have that. Yes. He's probably one of those guys all right then we'll go to round three pick 91 we picked up a cornerback no running back oh running back yeah richard white from arizona state arizona state now me and you said we it was going to go defense tackle first mm-hmm. then we were going to see how high up they picked a tight end as to whether they think gronkowski's coming back or not and then we said run it back, and you said third round, third or fourth round. Oh, I did. Yes. All right. So Go we Molly. were right on. Both of us were surprised by the offensive lineman pick. Not mad at all. Love mm-hmm. it. You know, you can't ever – if it was up to me, that's all we would draft would be oh, defensive yeah. and offensive linemen. You can't have too many. Can't ever have too many. Well, you win in the trenches, man. you got a football game, a football mm-hmm. team. You know what I was thinking earlier is – I wonder if teams, if we're going to see a lot of our offensive linemen poached in the next few years, because we've done a really good job not only selecting offensive linemen, but developing Developing. them. Mm -hmm. Like you saw uh, Kappa went, Mm -hmm. uh, Jensen, there was a market for him. Yes. So I'm interested to see uh, Tristan Wirfs, you know, just knocked it out of the park. So. Mm -hmm. And we have a big stable of offensive linemen. So I'm curious to see in the next few years if we start losing these guys and they just go all over. That's good. That's interesting. Yeah, we need to write that down and keep an eye on that. 
But you're right. I think it's going to happen, which is going to suck. I hate not having a good offensive line. Man, those those years with Lovey Smith. And oh Cody, my gosh, those were so horrible. Ah, oh, you know, we just we were, our running backs couldn't go anywhere because they just get tackled immediately. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then of course Jameis Winston was running around all over the place. He didn't help matters, but Mm-mm. you know, it was quite porous for him there for a while. Yeah. Uh, now this running back, I really like him. I don't know a thing about him. But I like what I've heard. Jason Lake said that he showed up for the the 30 by 30 uh, interview. And he showed up to one buck place carrying a football. And he carried it around with him the whole day. And Jason Lake was like, what are you carrying a football for? And he was like, I feel comfortable with it. And I just want to, you know, he says, this is what I do. I just carry a football around. Like there's a movie called The Program uh-huh. where the running back does that. He just carries a football oh. around. They because he had a fumble problem, so they made him carry it all the time. Maybe that I was thinking, like, didn't the Bucks do that a few years ago? Yes, but maybe it was that movie I was thinking of. Mm. Uh, that is a great marketing technique on his part. Mm-hmm. Yes, like what a phenomenal way to make yourself stand out. Yeah, and it obviously made an impression. Exactly. You know, like mentioned it, and we drafted him, so that's good stuff. Now, uh, Light says that they, they could see him as a returner. So okay. He, you know, oh, we, that's been our, like, uh, Achilles heel, yes. mm-hmm. our, what, what is the saying? Where you just, we're always chasing after it, can never find it. Yes. Holy Grail. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's so hard to do anymore. You know, because mm-hmm. of the way the rules are and all that good stuff, to have a good return game, you know, so. You know a team is going to figure it out, though, oh, yeah. and they're going to get It'll be a stud who is going to be like the Devin Hester of this time period. Right. It's right. coming. It's got to. Well, I'm anxious to see if the league starts going a little bit towards running because, you know, everybody's building their team. They have been for the past few years, building their team for – the passing game, because the mm-hmm. passing game is just totally dominant in the NFL right now. All the rules and everything is geared towards passing. You know, you're going to see teams, you know, like Tennessee and the Colts, who are predominant running teams, and look how far they went. And you mm-hmm. go, if you're got a de- if you got a, if you're going up against a bunch of defenses that are designed to stop the pass, you know, and you insert a running game, a heavy running game, you can start mowing people over. Yeah, so, yeah. I love a running game. I agree, and especially in divisions where you do have, like, heavy hitter receivers, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, all the teams are going to be built to defend that. Yeah. So that could be a real weakness to exploit. Yes. Hey, boxer fighter, fighter boxer. Mm-hmm. Round four, our first pick in the – we had to pick one. 106th pick overall was Cade Oten. Hutton? Now, he was a tight end. Now, this is round four, 106th pick. Kind of up there, not too far up there, though. And Jason Light did say in his interview that he is in contact with Gronkowski and they have been talking. Not necessarily on getting a contract done or getting him back, but they've been keeping in touch. Okay. And Gronkowski did come out and reaffirm that if he does come back, he's playing for the Buccaneers, no questions asked, no doubt about it. No other team he's going to play for. So that's still up in the air, but we did end up drafting two tight ends. I think you kind of have to. 
uh, Cambry, not that he's old, mm-hmm. but getting up there. Yeah. And then behind him is kind of a question mark. So yeah. I think you draft to potentially replace uh, Cam in the next few years. Mm-hmm. And Gronk, I mean, he's not going to play Right, if forever. he does play, it's just going to be for a year. Yeah, so I think it's smart to get a few guys and then see who pops off. Yes. The interesting thing about Light when he was he was asked quite a bit about these tight ends, he never once mentioned their receiving. <laughs> he talked about the whole time. He talked about their toughness, uh, talking about them playing the fullback position if needed, or and sometimes he said they will be in the backfield. You know, uh, and he he was very very into the fact that they you know these are tough guys who. You know, they play hard, Mm -hmm. which to me is signaling that we're going to stay with Bruce Arians idealized version of tight ends where they're mainly blockers and run the ball every now and then uh, do fullback stuff. But, you know, being a receiver is like their third or fourth responsibility. Mm -hmm. So this Cade Oden. I guess that's how you say it. C-A-D-E. Cade. Like cotton with no C. Cade Otten. Otten. O-T-T-O-N. Anyhow, he's tied in from Washington. We got that that pick from Jacksonville. The trade we got in the first round. Then round four, pick 133, we got a punter. (laughs) It shocked everybody. Got a... Jason Light just has to do some crazy stuff like I that. I know. They just like trig- triggering all the Bucks fans. Hey, at least it wasn't a kicker in <laughs> second. Is that when? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but this is a bad sign for Pena. Yeah. And Greg Allman was tweeting that Pena's contract is not guaranteed and it's like $3 million or something, $2, $3 million. So. When we're in a cap crunch the way that we are, this is really not a good sign. Yes, and you know he had two critical errors in that divisional game, playoff game against the Rams, kicked two balls out of bounds for penalties, put them on the 40-yard line. And this punter here, uh, Light said that he is, uh, he's got an incredible leg, easy power, he said that, uh, can hang the ball high, said they saw him kick the ball 70 yards and land it on the two-yard line. And uh, put, they plan on having him do kickoffs, too. So that's, uh, you know, that's what we like to do. We like to have our punters do the kickoff duties as well. So this guy is fitting that bill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the carousel on right. the special teams like this. Kickers punters i you know and i'm also not a fan of uh not necessarily rookies but like the unproven untested Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you don't know how they're gonna do in an nfl game you have pinion who is proven who has done pretty well for us overall although you know you mentioned those mistakes in the divisional game he wasn't the only one that had mistakes there right yeah we have mistakes all across the board yeah so 
I, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm obviously going to give him a chance. I hope he succeeds. If he's going to take Pinion's job, my preference would just be to keep Pinion. Right. But. Yeah. Better the devil you know. Exactly. <laughs> you dance with the girl that brought you. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, his name is Jake Camarda. He's from Camarda? Georgia. From Georgia. Yeah, and it, it is interesting. You know, we picked Logan Hall defensive uh, tackle with our first pick, and then guard the second pick. And I like said that they they felt good because they picked the best available player. It wasn't a need, which I found that interesting. So pretty much all these guys after the first pick were just guys that they liked. It wasn't filling a need. the The punter. You know, it's are they going to have him compete with Pinion during training camp, or is Pinion just going to go, and we're going to be stuck with this guy? That's going to be interesting to find out. Yeah, and he's a fourth rounder. Mm. I mean, that's kind of right on the line. Like second and third, you're like, oh no, those are definitely probably going to make the roster more than likely. Right. Fourth, you're like, eh, kind of in the middle. It could go either way. Yes. So that covers round four. Then we go to round five. We picked up Zion McCollum, cornerback from Sam Houston State. He looks like Joe Tryon. Like with the hair, the same hair. Really? I think so, yeah. It got him from uh, Minnesota trade to Jacksonville to us. So he was part of the Jacksonville trade. In the round six, we pick up Co Kieft, Kieft, K I E F T, tied in from Minnesota. He was one of our compensatory picks. Is he the redheaded one? I think he is. I think he is too. Yeah. We have quite a few leprechauns on our team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was fiery red. Yeah. Long red hair. I think they have a beard too. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, I think like a little goatee. Like. A goatee. Another Viking. Mm-hmm. Uh, got him for a trade with the Rams. So I don't. No, it, he's it says compensatory. compensatory right? Yeah. Oh, for, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, okay. Right. Yeah, we did a lot of trading around, up and down. Mm-hmm. And then round seven, we picked. Andre Anthony, linebacker, LSU. Another LSU guy. LSU linebacker. LSU linebackers don't play around. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, we had talked about that in the preview, Mm -hmm. especially if we don't get Kevin Minter back. Right. There might be some need there. So it looks like Kevin Minter is probably out of the picture. Uh, This guy is not going to start. You know, he'll be a special teams guy. But do you want three younger players like that behind your two starters? Like, that's your depth? I don't know. I would want to see Minter back. It don't look like he's coming back, though. I don't know. Like, uh, they still got time. Yeah, yeah. This guy might not even make the team. Yeah. Yeah, they might bring Minter back in and say, y'all compete. Could. Uh, then we went in and got some undrafted rookie free agents. We signed three. A wide receiver, Jareth Stearns from Western Kentucky. Wide receiver, Devin Tompkins from Utah State. And linebacker, I'm going to slaughter this name, 
Olankunli Fatukasi from Rutgers. Okay. Shiano man. <laughs> <laughs> Shiano know, hasn't been there in like a decade. No, he's he's back the head coach there. He is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But brought him back up from the cellar last year. Mm. Yeah, they're all they're loving having him back there. Yeah, I bet. So, you know, that linebacker don't know if he's gonna make the team. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's a lot of linebackers. We normally keep four, right? Five, I think. Five? Mm-hmm. And we've got four on the roster now. So one of those two is probably not going to make it. We'll see. Uh, Bulldog offensive tackle and Gene Upshaw, D2 lineman of the year, Dylan Pasquale, has been invited to minicamp for the Buccaneers. Oh, what does that mean? So the, can they invite it to minicamp? So they can invite players and not – Sign them without uh, signing them? Apparently. I've never heard of that. Me neither. Maybe it's like a like a walk on tryout. Yeah. 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 Interesting. What was he again? Position? Offensive tackle. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Gosh, we are like stacking up at linemen. I can't can't be mad about that <laughs> at know. all. Yeah, we didn't do hardly any skill position players in this draft. You don't really need them. I mean, besides running back and yeah. tight end. <laughs> Which we hit. So just those two. Yeah. Which they did kind of fill that need. Yes. Uh, some additional notes. You know, the Tampa Bay, we had traded our fifth-round pick to the Patriots for guard Shaq Mason. Uh, we had traded our sixth-round pick to the Jets in exchange for defensive tackle Steve McClendon and a 2023 seventh-round pick. Mm. So we'll get extra pick next year for the helm. And uh, – one of our listeners, Tim Harsh, let me know that Perion Winfrey went to the Browns, 108th pick in the fourth round. That wow. completely shocked me that he went that low. You know, and we could have gotten him. We were we picked up 106 in the fourth. Hmm. And we ended so up. So they passed up on him. That's where we got Kate Otten, the tight end. Interesting. Yeah, well, you know, maybe there's something about that Perion Winfrey that I don't know about. You know, I just – I like the guy just from the few highlight clips I saw of him. But apparently the NFL is not really impressed with him. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be on the Browns. He's going to be behind some guys. He probably won't start this year. Rotational guy. We'll see. I'm going to keep my eye on him, though. See if he turns out to be a Bernard Breland or a Brandon Sheriff. There you go. <laughs> All right. Let's look at our opponents. What did our opponents do? There's some interesting stuff going on here. Uh, the Falcons in their two, 2022 draft, they got eight players, two undrafted. Basically the same thing we did. We got one extra undrafted player. Uh, they went wide receiver, just like we said they would. In the first round. First round, first pick. Eighth <clears throat> eighth pick <laughs> in the first round. Yeah. They got Drake London, USC Trojan, six foot five, 210-pound guy. Whoa. Tall and lanky. Six five. Yeah. Two hundred ten pounds is not big for six no. six five though. You think Marcus Mariota can hit him? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big target, so maybe. Hopefully this guy can block because Mariota likes to run, so Oh my gosh. Uh then in the second round with their uh thirty eighth pick, they went uh, defensive end. Arnold Abikiti. Ebikiti? 
Okay. From Penn State, Nittany Lions, six foot three, two hundred and fifty-six pounds. Not that big for a defensive end. Uh, we said that was another need that they had, but we also said quarterback was probably a little bit more important. They ended up getting a quarterback in the third round. Before then, they picked up a another linebacker, Troy Anderson from Montana State, Bobcats. Mm. Uh, then they get Desmond Ritter in the third round, seventy fourth pick. Uh, from the Cincinnati Bearcats, quarterback, six foot four, two hundred and fifteen pounds. He was projected to go a little bit higher than that. Quarterbacks had a horrible time this year in the draft. I mean, did they even pick a quarterback in the first round? Kenny Pickett's right. There might have been one. Yeah. Didn't he go to the Steelers? Yeah. I did go to sleep like halfway through the draft. Yeah, you did. So if I'm wrong, correct me, please. Uh, Desmond Ritter, quarterback, Cincinnati. Then in the third round, they had two third-round picks. 82nd pick overall, they picked D'Angelo Malone, defensive end from Western Kentucky. The Hilltoppers. Hilltop. <laughs> they, they're going some some small schools here, man. The Bobcats, the Bearcats, the Hilltoppers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, that's two defensive end guys they picked up. Linebacker and then a quarterback. Hmm. So they're trying to shore up their defense a little bit. Fifth round, they did not have a third or a fourth round pick. So fifth round, 151st pick, they went with Tyler Ag- Algier, running back from Brigham Young Cougars. Brigham Young, aren't they a Mormon? Mormon school? Yeah, I think so. Right. Isn't that where? Scotty Miller came from? Or it might have been no Bowling Green, that's where he came from. It's those two yeah. two words two starts words. with the B on the first one. <laughs> <laughs> uh sixth round, hundred and ninetieth pick overall. They went with an offensive lineman, Georgia Bulldog, Justin Schaffer. They really should have gone earlier on the offensive lineman. Not if you got a quarterback was going to run. I, don't know. <laughs> I guess they're just, they gave up on offensive linemen a decade ago. I know. Looks like they're still on the same path. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're overrated. Offensive <laughs> lines. You don't need one. You don't need one. Well, you know, Matt Ryan is so happy to be in Indianapolis behind that monstrous offensive line. Well, he did that interview on Pat McAfee mm-hmm. and he said that, yeah. you know, that he, there's a lot of good guys on that line. Yeah, that's a monster offensive line. Mm-hmm. And, and that good run game. Boy, I tell you what, Colts are going to be a team to be reckoned with this year. Mm-hmm. And he's a pocket passer, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you ain't going to have to do more of that scrambling he was doing this year mm-hmm. or last year. Uh, last pick, they got John Fitzpatrick, tight end, Georgia Bulldog. They like them Georgia Bulldogs. Hometown boys, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Then they had two undrafted Rookie free agents, they went with another quarterback, Jared Bernhardt from Ferris State, and offensive tackle Tyler Vrabel from Boston College. Boston. Boston. I Boston. think that's where Matt Ryan's from. I think he went to Boston. Well, they traded longtime quarterback Matt Ryan to the Indianapolis Colts and received the Colts' third-round pick, number 82, in exchange. And they that's where they got D'Angelo Malone, defensive end from Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, for Matt Ryan. Hilltoppers. <laughs> What are the Hilltoppers? 
Uh, in trading Julio Jones to the Tennessee Titans, the Falcons received the second-round pick in the, this draft. Atlanta also received a 2023 NFL draft fourth-round pick for Julio Jones to the Tennessee, which he didn't stay there, but mm-hmm. a year. What was up with that? Who Apparently knows? there was some drama there. I don't know. No, no. Don't know. Pat McAfee was trying to get Matt Ryan to get him to come to Indianapolis. Uh, I know. That was funny. I want him to come here. I'll take him. Yes. Come on. Come on, Julio. Atlanta had also traded their seventh-round pick to the Buffalo Bills and in return received tight end Lee Smith. So that was the draft news for the Atlanta Falcons. Now we go to the Panthers. This one is really amazing to me. They picked up six players in their draft and zero undrafted free agents. Must not feel like they need a whole lot of help. (laughs) They're not even trying, man. I don't know. I'm like, man, that whole team needs to be revamped, and they're doing that? Yeah. Well, remember last year they drafted all defensive players, all seven. And they drafted four in this one, four of their six. What are they doing? Who I don't know what they're doing over there. I really don't, but I'm I'm happy that they did, and it's a mess. Uh, their first pick, six overall, they picked a tackle, Akeem Ekwanu from they North Carolina. Ta- they do need offensive linemen. So. Yeah, yeah, got a hometown boy too, Wolfpack, North Carolina State. Okay. Then they didn't have another pick until the third round, ninety fourth pick. They picked up a quarterback, Matt Corral from uh, Ole Miss, the Rebels. Okay. Six foot one, two hundred and five, little shorty. Hmm. Drew Brees. <laughs> and then they went linebacker Brandon Smith from Penn State, Nittany Lions. Uh, sixth round they went Amari Bar- Barno, defensive end, Virginia Tech Hokies. Then they went offensive lineman Cade Mays. This is a sixth round, also 199th pick from Tennessee Volunteers. Six foot six, 325 pounds. Wow. Yeah, he's going to get up to 350, most likely. Wow. Yeah, that he's a big boy. Okay. And then their last pick, 242nd, they went with Kalen Barnes, cornerback, Baylor Bears. Okay. Baylor, isn't that where Matt Rule came from? Yes. Uh, some additional notes. They had traded their second-round pick to the New York Jets, who ended up with, what, 13 picks, was it? Yeah. <laughs> and I think they used them all. I know. Uh, I know. I feel like when we were when I was watching the first round, it was just Jets. every other pick was yeah. the Jets <laughs> or the Jaguars or the Giants. Yes. Uh, they did that in exchange for quarterback Sam Darnold, which I'm sure they are wishing they hadn't have done that. They also traded their fourth-round pick. In, as part of the deal. So they lost their their second and fourth round pick in this year's draft for mm-hmm. Sam Darnold, a bunch of dummies. In acquiring a cornerback C.J. Henderson, the Panthers have traded their third round pick in this draft to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who also stocked up on draft picks. And they received a fifth round draft pick and tight end Dan Arnold. They, they sent Dan Arnold. Oh. To Jacksonville. Oh, okay. Uh, the Panthers received the Houston's fourth-round <clears throat> pick in this draft as part of a trade in the 2021 draft. I saw the Texans select a Michigan wide receiver, Nico Collins. Don't know a thing about him. 
And the Panthers sent their six-round selection to the Bills when acquiring defensive end Daryl Johnson. The Panthers received the Las Vegas Raiders' six-round selection in exchange for linebacker Denzel Perryman and a 2022 NFL Draft seventh-round pick. So the Panthers did not have a seventh-round pick and then acquired one somewhere Mm. uh, from the Titans, who had gotten it from the Dolphins following a trade to Miami of offensive tackle Greg Little. draft was crazy. (laughs) It was crazy. It was all over the place. It mirrored free agency. Crazy trades all over the place. Yes. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, Then the New Orleans Saints, they, again, kind of belonged to the lines of the Panthers, but they went crazy with undrafted free agents. Now, they got five Mm. drafted players. Uh, they had two round one picks, a round two, and then they didn't get a pick again until the fifth, and then the sixth, and then that was it. So in the first round, they picked Chris Olav, wide receiver from Ohio State. And they moved up to get him. Yes, the commies traded. <laughs> uh, then in uh, pick 19 from the Eagles, they got Trevor Penning, offensive tackle of, from Northern Iowa. So they went offense. Went wide so receiver. he's probably going to replace Taron. Armstead. Mm-hmm. If they play him this right. year. Uh, round two, they went with cornerback from Tennessee, Alante Taylor. You said cornerback? Cornerback, yes, okay. with a C. Round five, they went with DeMarco Jackson, linebacker from Appalachian State. That West Virginia boy. Mountain man. Round six. They got from the Eagles, uh, Jordan Jackson, defensive tackle from the Air Force. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Right? I I didn't even know anybody drafted from the Air Force. Yeah. So, you know, they – very strange drafting there. So they got a wide receiver, offensive tackle, cornerback, linebacker, and defensive tackle. But then, undrafted free agents, 15. Wow. They signed 15. They went with two wide receivers, a tight end, four offensive linemen, three linebackers, two cornerbacks, two safeties, a kicker, and a punter. Wow. So we're kind of all over the board. We got Carolina with none. Carolina was just actually like they didn't even care about the draft. They're set. New Orleans. (laughs) was 15. Didn't have many draft picks, but they made up for it. Yeah. No, no wonder Carolina couldn't get anybody undrafted free agents. Saints picked them up. Good Lord, 15. I know. So I guess they're going to have a lot of competition going on. And it sounds kind of like a rebuild, doesn't it? Yes, it does. They're off whole offensive line, apparently. Yeah. I mean, they the first round, they picked an offensive tackle, and then they got four offensive linemen and undrafted free agents. Mm. It's like, woo. Uh, one of their safeties is called Smoke Monday. Oh, I like that. How cool that. is that? Yeah, he's from yeah. Auburn. That's a cool name. Yeah. All right. Uh, some additional notes about the Saints draft. They received picks 16, 18, and 194 from the Philadelphia Eagles. In return, the Eagles received picks 18, 101, and 237. So, wow. Yeah. So they were trade partners all, all week, basically. Yes. Uh, the Saints did, however, sent their first round selection next year to the Eagles and their second round selection in 2024. Why? So I think the Saints don't think they're going to do good this year. 
uh, for that the big uh, that receiver. No, for the the trade where the Saints received 16, 18, and 94. Mm-hmm. The Eagles got 18, 101, 237, and first-round selection next year and uh, second-round selection in 2024. But I think that's where they moved up because yes. they were 16 in the first round, so mm-hmm. they moved up to get that receiver. Right, and they got two first-round picks, 16 and 18. Yeah. So what I thought was interesting about that receiver is they say he's kind of a get-up-and-compete-for-the-ball, kind of like a Mike Evans. He's smaller than Mm. Mike Evans, though. He's tiny, but it reminds me of Jameis Winston. Like, you need a guy who can just jump because the ball is not going to be that accurate. (laughs) It's not going to be accurate. No. No, No, you have to do a lot of twisting and turning to catch Mm -hmm. a ball with Jameis Winston. Mm -hmm. So – Right up his alley. Yes. His yeah, we were watching clips of him, and he was catching balls over yeah, people's like heads and twisting. and twinkle yeah. toe in it. Yeah, what you got to do with Jameis mm-hmm. Winston. Uh, because of the uh, Terry Fontenot, their general manager, uh, when the Atlanta Falcons made him their general manager from the Saints, the Saints received a third-round selection in both 2021 and 2022 under resolution JC2A. Whatever that means. The compensatory picks make no sense to me. So now it's not just players. It's like front office personnel. Right. What in the world? And the Saints had uh, forfeited their six-round pick in this year's draft because of violation of the NFL COVID protocols. Oh, okay. There's also rumors out that the Saints are expected to sign Tyrone Matthew. Honey badger. Yeah, because they did not address need at safety in well, the they draft. Did, really, yeah, they did in the undrafted. But well, come on, they like, got. There's a huge difference between an undrafted free agent safety coming out of college and a seasoned veteran. Yo, hold on. They picked up Smoke Monday. That guy is made for the NFL, man. Just I don't care. Just name alone. Just name only. Keep I him know. on your team just for the name. It's like merciless. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he's retired. Ralph. Yeah, I know. So you got to have a new favorite name in the NFL. Is it going to be Smoke? Might be Smoke. Might be Smoke. I can't. I, I'm not for an NFC South. I know. Can't do it. Can't do it. In eh? the South. Nope. Um, so that pretty much covers the draft. Now, we we talk about the draft all the time. Well, you know how we don't really pay much attention to it. We don't follow college football a whole lot. And by a whole lot, I mean at all. And, you know, one of the reasons why we don't do the draft stuff is because it's really, I mean, you know, you watch these guys and everybody does mock drafts. They do 20 mock drafts and they, you know, constantly. And it's fun to look at the guys and see who is expected to go. But once you get out of the top 10, 20, it's crapshoot, you know, and you don't know what, I mean, you saw. There was so much trading going on, mm-hmm. and guys were getting picked in the first round that nobody expected to get picked until the third, and vice versa. So, to us, it's kind of, you know, it's it's fun to kind of look at it from afar, but it seems like a waste of time to us. To prove my point in that, and I'm not I'm not trying to knock all you guys that are into the draft because. I understand that it is fun, but we, you know, time-wise, we just don't really have the time to get into it. And I think it's fun because it gives you something to do in the office. Right. Look forward to. Yes, yes. Keeps you busy for it, those four months. 
And the thing I really hated about it is because the Bucks were so bad there for a decade that we were doing mock drafts in like October and November. <laughs> so. That would piss me off. I'm yeah. getting yeah. worked up about that. Stop doing mock drafts. We can still mathematically make the playoffs, yeah. guys. Oh, like God. it was never going to happen. But yeah, some of those podcasts where we would sit down and do the math about how we can still do this. <laughs> we can still get it. if everybody loses. <laughs> And we went out, yeah. and there was a couple of plane crashes. <laughs> there is a site called Draft Draft Curacy. Draft Curacy. It's supposed to be a play on draft accuracy. Mm-hmm. It is an offshoot of the mock mock draft database, which they keep a record of everybody who does mock drafts. Mm-hmm. Well, draft draftcuracy.com shows how they performed. <laughs> now, this is this is a list of mock drafts and it's basically from everybody who's considered a draft expert. Okay. And so you it's can, not just the plebes like doing their mock drafts or whatever. Right. These are the big guys. It's like journalists. Yes. And now you can put your name in. You have to contact them and say, hey, here's my mock draft and all that good stuff. Uh, but they 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 keep a database of everybody and then they do at the end of the year, they do who did the best. Well, this year, the top guy for the 2022 NFL mock draft was Josh Norris of Underdog Fantasy. Oh, Never okay. heard of him. All right. Second place was Keanu Cargar from Our Lads. Oh, okay. Love, love Our okay. Lads. Yeah. Uh, he was second. Uh, third was Dane Brugler from The Athletic. Mm-hmm. So Okay, first national outlet. Yes, right. Uh, Trevor Sikama, who, you know, he's oh, with Pro Football Focus now. Yeah. He was a beat reporter for the Pewter Report. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he ended up doing ninth. Okay. Not bad. Now, there were 79 total listed uh, guys. You know, these were the, the experts, the, the national guys. Mel Kuyper was 44th. Mm-hmm. Okay. Peter King, 51st. Mm-hmm. Mike Florio, 74th. Oh my gosh. I didn't need you to tell me that he was garbage. I already knew, but that helps. Chris Collinsworth was 76th. Whoa. And Cynthia Freeland, who is the NFL guru, the expert over at NFL, she was 77th. Oh my gosh. Out of 79. Wow. Okay, tell me the last of the top 10. Like, we, you know, we got through three on the top 10. The last of the top ten. Yeah, you're not going to recognize any of these guys. I just want to know the outlets that they come from. I do not have their outlets. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I had to actually look up the outlets because oh, I didn't gotcha. have it listed. But yeah, they're, I mean, they're kind of, I didn't recognize any of the names except for Trevor Sikama. And that's only because he was a mm-hmm. beat reporter with the Pewter Report. Yeah. That's funny that the top three... There's one national outlet in there, yeah. which is The Athletic, which I think is better than most as far as I think they go a little further in depth mm-hmm. than most national outlets do. Yeah, the, the, the thing I like about the mock drafts is you just get a feel for what players everybody thinks are the top mm-hmm. dogs. Other than yeah. that, it's like, man, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> you can learn some names that way. Yeah. Yeah, and like, as we saw this year, there was so much trading going on that there's there's no way you could have predicted who was going to get what. 
You know, I, I don't think anybody had us getting Logan Hall. Really? No, I don't think so. I had seen his name. I don't know what context, but. I had watched a video on uh, Real Bucks Talk. You know, they did a breakdown on him like t- t- two months ago. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were kind of meh with him. Seeing that, you know, he, he's very raw. Mm-hmm. A lot of work needs to be done there. And they they pointed out some good stuff, you know, that he doesn't really keep his eye on the ball a lot. You know, he's, you know, when he's fighting with guys. If you watch, like, Sue and Vita has gotten really good at it, you know, they watch the ball constantly, mm-hmm. you know. But they get pushed around. They're still keeping their head turned, looking for the ball. A lot of these guys will get, you know, and Vita was like that when he first came in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he was whooping guys. And then the ball runner was running right by him because he was too busy fighting and not paying attention to where the ball was at. Yeah. Well, he might really benefit from having someone like Sue in the Mm -hmm. locker room to help mentor him. Everybody benefited from having Sue in the locker Mm -hmm. room. He taught those guys so much. I saw so many moves that they picked up from Sue. You know, the whole defensive line, all of them were doing them. I loved it. Sue was great. I hope we get him back, man. I really do. But it don't Mm -hmm. look like we are. I just... I don't think we got the money for him. Yeah. Him and JPP both. If we're going to get Gronkowski back, I think we're going to be able to get one of the three. I really do. I agree. Unless we can do some serious cap manipulation. Mm -hmm. But then we're going to pay for it next year. Right. So. Uh, Simeon Simeon Rice announced our second round pick. Actually, our first pick. It was Mm -hmm. in the second round. He was supposed to do round three. For some reason, he came out and did our first pick. So that was cool, man. I like Simeon. He meant a lot to our team getting that first Super Bowl. They had a lot of characters out there. There was somebody, I, I don't know who it was, and I forget which team he was even calling the pick for, but he just kept going on to the point where one of Minnesota. the producers yeah, behind came, had to come out on the stage and was like, read the pick, read Because <laughs> he was backing it up. Like There were three teams that had already had their picks in behind him. <laughs> And she was like, you got to read it. Like, let's keep it moving. Yeah, it was over two minutes he was out there talking. <laughs> yeah. And he was trashing teams. Trash Green Bay <laughs> immediately came out. Yeah, he was a Minnesota guy. Okay. I can't remember who it was. but I know. Yeah, that stuff's fun. Yeah. All I right. Makes it entertaining. Yeah. That's a lot of you got say. to because Goodell is just not entertaining. Oh, God, no one wants to see him out there. They'd love to boo him, though. Uh, you know, that's a fun part. And, uh, <laughs> and he's I do like that. He, yeah, I like that he's a good sport about it. It's kind of a thing now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, he was out there going louder, louder yeah. when they were booing him. <laughs> All right, so that's going to wrap it up for us. We got the draft done. Now we move on to training camps, OTAs, all that good stuff. All kinds of good. Um, and then we've got the schedule coming out in 10 days. May 12th. May 12th. All right. That's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's that's probably when they're going to have tickets go on sale, like right after that. Yeah. Individual tickets. Get the season tickets out of the way and then individual tickets. Want to go this year? I know. We got to. It's the last year. Tom. It's going to be our last opportunity we'll go. to see Tom Brady. I want to go to our practice, man. I know. I wonder yeah. if he does anything. I wonder if he like meets with I doubt fans. it. I think that they probably uh, shuffle him back to the locker room quickly. He stays with the VIP section like Gerald McCoy yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. Only the special people get to meet with him. Right. 
I'd be scared to touch him, though. I mean, what if you, like, shook his hand and you end up breaking bone or something? You can't do it. <laughs> be horrible. I think I'd be too, like, starstruck. Like, I don't think I'd be able to talk. It's the greatest footballer of all time. Yeah. And he's I, our footballer. Yeah. It's crazy. All right, guys. That's going to wrap it up for us. Until next time. Go Bucks.